This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, Biz is on vacation, and I talk about anything and everything with Sarah Morgan, who's a British comedy writer who's written for TV shows including Mitchell and Webb, and writes for Max Fund's own International Waters. Woo! <laughs> this is the most British woo that has ever been wooed. <laughs> You look I'm at me like, so, oh, we're wooing now? Oh, we're my God. Uh, I will woo. I just, just apologize for that woo already. Well, I apologize for the introduction. Um, as all of you wonderful listeners know, Biz is usually the person who does the introduction. She usually does actually pretty much all the heavy lifting on One Bed Mother, and I get to sit here and, you know, brush my hair and, you know, paint my nails. And then when something strikes me, I just pipe in and just add whatever my two cents are, and she really has to drive the show. So today, she's on vacation, and I'm, I guess in a way, I'm going to be biz, which means you, Sarah, are going to be Teresa. Hi. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I should probably say, or uh, I, I'm such a huge fan of the show, so no pressure, what? but this oh. has to be amazing. No. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, I know, great. I'm a huge, huge fan of the show, and, and hopefully I will get to meet Biz. And No, I'm going to keep you guys Okay, I'll just, I'll just stay here. Just yeah. because, I don't know, there might be too many <laughs> tattoos for <laughs> like one... <laughs> for I, one room. I, I, I said, oh, am I going to get to meet Biz? Oh, no, she's on holiday. Oh, that's a shame. Okay, well, uh, has she got as many tattoos as I have? <laughs> am I an appropriate stand yeah, Just so you guys know, um, Sarah has a lot of beautiful tattoos um, on multiple parts of her body. Mm. <laughs> we, we got close. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's good. In a way, it's kind of like Biz is still here because there's... There's at least there's tattoos yeah. here, and also you have nice eyeglasses. Thanks very much. Just like Biz. Oh, I'm just gonna kind of like squint my eyes. I'm like the British bl- and British Biz. Yeah, British Biz. Yeah, the British, <laughs> British Biz. British Biz. Great, fantastic. So you know, we're not gonna call a mom today. Um, it's it's just Teresa and Sarah Morgan here hanging out and shooting the shit. But we. I don't know what that means. <laughs> You guys don't have that. We do, we don't shoot our shit. You no. don't shoot your shit. <laughs> no, it's pretty fun. It's you more gra- grouse partridge, that kind of thing. Okay, all right. Um, but uh, I would like to start mm-hmm. by asking the question that we always ask all of our guests, mm-hmm. just so everybody can get a chance to get to know you a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that question is: Who lives in your house, Sarah? Uh, my house, as in the house I live in in, Lo- in London, which is feeling a very long way uh, at the moment, is uh, my husband and my 18-month-old daughter, Veronica. Oh. Uh, who I am missing them both like crazy. Yeah. And I'm having a wonderful time in Los Angeles, and it's uh, a, a fantastic uh, sort of working vacation that I'm doing here. But, uh, yeah, I would kill just about every motherfucker I've met just to give my little girl a squeeze and put her cheek in my mouth. Oh, my just God. Just for a few minutes. I do really miss her. But oh. that's okay. Well, it's that, nice to miss people. It is. It's good to miss it's people. It's a nice feeling And it'll be someone. really amazing yeah. to see both of them again, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> just while we're on the topic, mm. let's get into this a little bit. Sure. Biz and I have talked a few times on the show, <laughs> once mm-hmm. or twice, <laughs> about how it can sometimes be really hard and sometimes really awesome to take breaks from our children. Yeah. Um, and I think when you go away 
on a work trip and you're actually physically really far away mm. from your child, that is sort of the the biggest kind of going away and taking a break mm. and separating from your child that there is because you're sort of, you know, you're physically really far away, like by airplane or by car, mm. but also you're usually away because you have some other sort of responsibility. So you're in a yeah. situation where you can't just go like, well, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm just going to go back home and see my babies. In this situation, you know, you have, like, commitments and yeah. you have a reason for being here and you want to see them through. So you can't just, like, turn around and go home if you have a change of heart. Exactly. And, um, and the routine <clears throat> that you sort of, you know, you nail the routine. You get so used to waking up at 6.30 in the morning or whatever. You're right. putting your baby to bed at 7 at night. Yeah. And when you don't have a routine, there is that sort of exciting line between... I can do anything I want. Woohoo. Yeah. And oh fuck, what am I meant to do again? Yeah. There's too much stuff. <laughs> okay, so that's what I want to know about because I think for me, I I've never Am I, I swearing like, enough by the way? Should you should swear as much as you possibly can. More please. Okay. And use some like weird British swear words that like we don't know about. Um, well, Please. I could just say twat a lot, okay. which I know you guys say, but you say it in a weird way I, with the I, with an O instead of an A. I really like that. And they've just started saying it on Game of Thrones, like characters yeah. just started calling each other twats. And I was like, yeah. I got really excited. I was yeah. like, yes, that's how you pronounce it. That's the correct way. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's a great word. Yeah, it's okay. a fantastic word. Like, okay, so we're that's... We're about babies. So, yeah, we're talking about our children. Um, and no, I'm really like, I, I want to... <laughs> Here, I think this is great because you're in the middle of it. That's yeah. the thing. Like that's why I kind of want to pick your brain about it a little yeah. bit because, like, I'm I'm a little afraid of leaving my kids, mm. and it's not because I don't think they'll be okay. Yeah, it's because I I'm afraid that I will have that moment where I'm like at 7 p.m. I don't have any reason to live. Yeah, like you know, it's um yeah sure. There's like the nights that I like feel like going and seeing a friend, mm -hmm. but like if you have a week of those all smushed together, yeah, it's a weird one because there's that there's a couple of things. There's that that weird, you know, when you're pregnant and you have that kind of weird pregnancy strength with think bullshit things don't really matter as yes. much where you just you're really focused on like important things yes. and things that would normally really stress you out and freak you out make you just kind of don't really care about because your body's doing some kind of cool chemical stuff that makes you just look after yourself and yes. care for the baby and whatever and there's a bit of that going on where leaving my daughter behind has kind of given me this great things I would be really terrified about like driving on the right hand side of the road driving yeah. an automatic car not a stick all these things that should be really freaking me out I've kind of got this kind of extra motivation that's like but you're doing it for her yeah. you're, you're going to these scary meetings and meeting people and you don't know what to wear to them and all this stuff like oh where am I gonna get my nails done you know downtown all these yeah. things that like I, I should be getting stressed about and I do get a bit stressed about are slightly tampered by the fact I've I'm kind of doing all this as a kind of, you know, thing to, way to support my family and that kind of thing. That's really cool. Yeah. And I do, I'm missing her like crazy. I say it's nice to miss someone and that's lovely. And there's a weird thing as well where I think it would be really easy and I get it for the first time. My husband is a record producer and so he's away, you know, he has to go away a few nights every now and again. And the baby's always fine. She's really happy. Um, she's got, we also have a really great support network his uh, mum lives five minutes away we've got aunts and uncles all over the place so she's really always really well great. looked after and she's really happy and all those things but I can I get now that it's kind of easier for some sometimes to just 
kind of not think about her, just try mm-hmm. and shut her out of my mind and yeah. get on and do, and, and my husband as well, like missing him, to just get on and do things and sort of not make that Skype call or send that email yeah. or send that text saying, I was just thinking about you and missing you. It's kind of yeah. easy to blot her out. And I think I'm being kind of selfish by doing that. So I, I'm really making the effort to like, even though it hurts a bit oh. and I'm going to I'm gonna have a bit of a cry afterwards, to like turn on Skype and say goodnight and read a story over the thing to her and stuff. So yeah, it's, it, it's I get now it's not being selfish when people kind of shut down and don't make that phone call. I think it's actually because they're trying not to think about missing someone yeah. when they're doing something important. And I didn't, I kind of, that didn't, I didn't get that until now. That's so yeah. good. It's weird. Yeah, though. I wouldn't have even thought about no. that either. Have any of that, this is selfish too in another way, <clears throat> but is like, oh, they're going to get along completely fine without me. <laughs> what, like, do she, you have I, that or do is that not like a hang up for you? I, what do you think? Like I, I, I feel... I would feel bad if she wasn't. I, I had, like, you I know had what I'm saying? That. I had a little touch of that when I was looking at her on Skype and she was, you know, you, you look at the bottom of the screen rather uh-huh. than looking straight. And she was yeah. way more interested in the phone. And she was like, oh, mum's in the phone. That's fine. Right. Oh, well, that's why mum lives now. She's in the phone. That's fine. And she was getting on with something else. And I was like, yeah. and I felt a little yeah. twang of like, oh, I kind of thought she'd be really upset by now. Yeah. But then, yeah, no, my, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's like, it's an good, um, but yeah. yeah, an underlying feeling on top of oh, thank fuck, she's fine. Right, I don't, because it's like she had a, like a tiny temperature on the first night I was away. I think mm-hmm. it was even when I was on the plane or something. And my husband told me the next day, and I was like, my it's like wily coyote or something. I just mm-hmm. wanted to like turn around and like yeah. jump back on a plane and go home because she had some like tiny temperature. And, right, yeah, and I think maybe that's the difference between <clears throat> how we would look. I probably wouldn't even have mentioned that to him. But he is telling me because he thinks I want to know everything. Yeah, okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I finally get to hear a good job mum live. That's so exciting in person. uh, Being a fan of the show, I've been, uh, I'm a big fan of a good book mum. Okay, cool. Let's come back in a couple Mm. minutes and get into all sorts of other topics. (laughs) Sure. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. So, Sarah, Hmm. one thing you alluded to (laughs) in our intro was this feeling that when you are traveling and away from your child, Hmm. that it's almost like maybe, dare I say, like a mom superpower where (laughs) you like lose a little bit of the fear or baggage maybe about stuff that maybe you once had and you just feel like, excuse me, I have a child. I have a job to do. Like, I need to take care of this. Oh, yeah, you could cross a line there into being one of these dreadful entitled people who are, well, that's, I have a child, I'm That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I don't know, there's there's something, there's a little, it's a bit like being in love or something like that where that you just, I mean, it's exactly like being in love, but um, there's a thing, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where that feeling comes from, or, but it, it's just been nice I'm kind of a worrier and, yeah. you know, get anxious about stuff. And it's been kind of nice that the stuff that I think would ordinarily have sort of spooked me a bit, like you know, driving on the wrong side of the road mm-hmm. or taking meetings with, you know, people and whatever, have just sort of been tempered a bit by kind of having this really important motivation for doing yeah. it, which like is doing it for my purpose. family. Yeah. yeah. 
I think, like, I just hearing you say that, it's something I've kind of been wanting to talk about on the mm. show for a long time, and I haven't been able to figure out how to talk about it without sounding like a dick. Like, I think that it, it reminds me of this time when a very good friend of mine um, and her partner were thinking about having a kid. Right. And at one point, she just, like, sent me this, like, text or email or something and was like, never at fucking having kids like never and like so she had been in wow. some situation and later they did have a kid right um but she <laughs> said yeah um later they did but she said to me like and the reason why I never want to have mm. a kid is because I don't want to be a parent because parents are the worst, most <laughs> righteous people yeah. ever. Yeah. And like I really like felt like stabbed yeah. by that because I was like I kind of knew what she was talking yes. about. And it's very easy to flip from this thing of like, yeah, I like I think almost like to be a good parent, you kind of have to be a little bit mm. maybe not righteous, but just if you're always unsure, like mm. you can't really lead someone in the world yeah, like to, to lead someone in the that. world mm. you ha- kind of have yeah exactly mm. like you kind of even if you're unsure about something you have to be sure of being unsure about something yeah. do you know what i'm saying yeah. like and that and and that feeling of like whoa a greater sense of confidence or mm. or or just i'm not going to let my worries bring me down right now because i mm. have more important things to do that is kind of a gift like that's mm. a gift about parenting but I also, like, totally believe that people can have that without having a kid. Sure. Like, it icks me out to even think of saying, like, oh, only only moms and dads have this. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm sure if you have a, a I mean, I you know, I, I love people with a passion, which is uh, people who have a passion. I also love people with a passion. I love people <laughs> who have a passion because they generally are... You know, it doesn't matter what that thing is. I just know we'll get on if they are a guy who's into really obsessed by a certain kind of music or painting little lead goblins yeah. or Dungeons and Dragons. What doesn't really matter what it is, but they will kind of know what's important and what isn't. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So if your passion is your kids or that's, or that's the primary thing that's on your mind all the time, yeah, if you... You know, I've, you could also be the same way about a classic car or whatever. You could, uh, you know, and, and still have that thing of, you know... Not going crazy. I can't think what the word is. Yeah, just not not knowing exactly how seriously to take things. Yeah, it's like mm. it's like a don't sweat the small stuff yeah. thing, I guess. Mm. Um, but speaking of righteous, I just I th- this is just one of the funniest things. And I, I I was thinking about it when you were talking about parents who kind of have that kind of sense of entitlement. Entitlement's yeah. a terrible word, but I I I just I went to the last time I took Veronica to uh, what you call mommy and me cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was to see Gravity, and it was when I realized that she was way too big. Uh-huh. And she, it was a good film, and I was enjoying it. And uh, she was just running around the theater, like running up to people with these tiny little newborn babies going, Wah! She's, she's too big. She has to go to the crappy right. kids films now. Yeah, she can't yeah. come and see the grown-up films anymore because she'll yeah. spook the babies. Um, but there was a woman uh, after it was a kind of a new uh, a cinema that was doing it for the first time, and everyone had their three D glasses on and. Um, Afterwards, I heard the manager of the uh, theatre going, so does anyone have any, can you let us know, you know, did we get the volume right, did mm-hmm. the lighting right, all those kind of things, checking checking how they're doing. And one woman went, well, I think the problem was, is because it was a 3D film, we had to wear these glasses. My baby got very upset because she didn't recognise my face. <laughs> <laughs> 
and she was really quite cross about it. And it was like, I don't think that the cinema has should work. A, it's a baby and it's a newborn baby, so all it cares about is your boobs. Yeah, it can't really see you in the dark anyway. But it also, it just like, I mean, obviously she was crazed. She was a new mom. I'm being understanding. She had no sleep for like six weeks. But I just, I love... Like there's a, there's certain bits of London that are just designed for those women now, yeah. where everything is like the pavements have to be big enough for a two lane bugaboo, right. and every cafe right. can't have boiling water in it because you know. Right. It's, so yeah, it's it's a it's a there, there's definitely that kind of woman. It just made me think of it when you're talking about sort of very entitled mums. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that that I mean I think that that happens, and I I mean I. I have found myself being that yeah. person. That's yeah. the thing. Like that is, I have totally found myself. I'm trying to think like examples of this being like thinking that other people care whether your kids stay asleep. Yeah. Like there is this feeling of like um, the, you know, the mailman will come hmm. and I have two very barky dogs and the dogs flip out barking mm. when the mailman comes. And when the dogs bark, sometimes they wake mm. up my sleeping children. There is this sense of like, hello, doesn't anybody realize I have a sleeping baby <laughs> over here? Or like, you know? Uh, yeah, I know exactly what And you mean. have to kind of like pull it. And I think especially mm. if you've been like home with them all day, you have to kind of pull yourself out of that and sure. go like, wait a minute. There is a whole world out here and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. No, it's weird. There's a, um, there's a friend of mine... Uh, who I was talking to, she was getting kind of upset that some friends of hers never want to talk about baby stuff Uh because they didn't have kids and she would just sort of be tired or want to tell them about her day or whatever and they would never ask how the baby was and they'd never do and And she was quite understandably upset about it. And I sort of had to think about who I talk to about baby stuff and who I don't and I just realised that I do have this kind of subsection of friends who I never talk to you about kid stuff huh. and I love it because those yeah. are the people who I get drunk with and I talk about Mad Men yeah. and who we sleep with in Game of Thrones yeah. and and it, it's just it, it's like babies have been taken off the table by me but actually it's not it's because they're not into, but it's it's um that's so good that you have that. I think it's great. But I'm also so she jealous would probably that you think, have that. She'd probably think those friends are terrible friends, which, uh-huh. maybe, you know, but I, I've never thought about it until she said that. And I was like, no, I've definitely got friends who wouldn't even say how's Veronica. Yeah, how's they'd go, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, God, d- did you see Dinklage? He was great, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, see, it all comes down to you, right? Because, yeah. like, um, you have this side of yourself that needs to have those mm. kind of non-baby related interactions. Yeah. And you have friends who you can do that with, which is awesome. This other friend of yours mm. is clearly, like, in the baby cave, kind of. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I understand that because mm. that is sort of how my life is right now at the moment. Mm. I know that it will change because I know that when Simon mm. got to be, like, you know, closer to, like, 18 months, mm. two years old. So I know I'll get there, but right now that is what's going on and so even my friends who don't have kids I'm sorry friends who don't have kids <laughs> I don't I sometimes feel like I just like don't have a brain for anything yeah. but that stuff right now. But that must be because you're on your second child there must be a kind of uh, really I actually maybe enjoying it more this time around or mm-hmm. enjoying the baby stage Yeah, this, I think the I'm guessing I have no frame of preference for this I only have one baby but I, the first time around is kind of like Okay, I don't know when this is good. This chaos. Yeah. It's, 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 it, yeah. This is all. This is all. This might be like this forever. Totally. It might be eighteen years of crying. Totally. And, and then, and then, second time around, I assume you at least know to not take it personally, or you know that well. 
whatever happens, whatever this weird phase is they're going yeah. through, it will definitely end at some point. That is exactly yeah. how it is. That is exactly how Time it is. is basically the things that seem to cure all baby ailments. It is. Like, and with the first, sleep eventually. I, I, with the first one, I thought nothing would change ever. Yeah. Like, even when he was a newborn, I couldn't imagine him being three months old. Yeah. Like, I was just like, that'll never happen. Like, Well, I remember having, yeah, I mean, I had real problems with breastfeeding in the beginning and them saying to me, you know, sometimes it does take about six weeks to really establish it properly and get and make it all okay. And I was like, six weeks? And I couldn't fathom that as a length yeah. of time. Like, yeah. how does a baby not eat for six weeks? Right. <laughs> like, just couldn't yeah. wrap my head around the fact that it's, it was she was going to be six weeks old at some point. Yeah. You're like, and no, that, I need this now. Yeah. And, yeah. The, yeah. and I was going to have to do a job for six weeks. Right. I was going to have to do hospital pumping and yeah. uh, all this kind of crazy and, you know, lactation consultants and yeah. all this kind of stuff to, uh, before... For six weeks, and it, it turned out it was exactly it was pretty much to the dot six weeks of, of doing all that, and then all of a sudden it was completely fine and great. And um, but yeah, it's that with, I couldn't wrap my head around the concept of six weeks at all because time seems endless. So, but so second time around, presumably yeah. you run into these kind of problems. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, this is happening. I guess this will happen for a little bit, yeah. and then it'll be different again. And you, so you just yeah. don't stop taking it personally. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. And speaking of having your second, mm, ah. um, yeah, no, this is like perfect segue because. Um, <laughs> One thing that happened a couple <laughs> days ago was we were having lunch or something with Jesse, my husband, and he just busted out of nowhere, um, Sarah, so are you done having kids? And I kind of flipped out on him and was like, you know, you don't you don't ask people that. Like, you're not supposed to ask people that. He's like, what? Because, granted, um, people do ask that all the time, I think, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and it, I, it, it, it was. I kind of wrote, "Oh, brash Americans." Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, um, I wasn't offended. It, it, it but it, it was, it, it was, yeah, a weirdly sort of personal question yeah. to, uh, to have just, yeah, come out of nowhere while you're having yeah. a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, it's, a, it is a strange one because it's something. It, as we said at the time, it's something you don't necessarily even know the answer to, and it's okay right. to not know that before you have one baby. But you're kind of expected to know. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, once you've had one. Yeah, I think there is kind of a weird, like, th- sure, there's like the grandparents or relatives mm. or just people, I guess, in the world who will say like, so when are you guys going to have kids? Mm. But I think that's rarer now because I think there's a, there's a general sense like some people just don't, mm. aren't going to have kids and that's, that's fine too. And like, you shouldn't just assume that people are going to have kids and that's a personal decision. Mm. But some weird door opens once you have one kid. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is just in America, but like, yeah. I feel like people start, like a friend of mine said recently, she has a, she has her first baby. It's like, I don't know, he's like nine months old or something. She said a neighbor already said like, when are you going to have mm. the second? And I think Tina Fey wrote about this, and I I can't remember exactly what she said, but I I think it made so much sense. But it just basically she just said it is so personal, like yeah. that choice. I mean, it's, well, you don't know what someone went through to get the first to get baby. the first one. Yeah, yeah, and you don't know if they want a second one. But what I was saying to Jesse, um, well, they tried the a moment, million times to have a second one, and that didn't, sure, and it didn't take. You have no, yeah, yeah, just because you have one doesn't mean like boom, the person can mm. snap their fingers and have as many more mm. as they want. And, and also, I think there's a weird thing where if where you're putting someone in the position of just like revealing stuff to them that maybe they wouldn't even reveal to their future second child. Like, what if? 
they say like, no, like we're happy with mm-hmm. one child. We don't want to have another child. And then like, bam, surprise. Like yeah. a few years later, <laughs> they do have another child. Then like the whole world knows, you know, that yeah. th- that was an oopsie baby. I mean, that's a little bit weird, too. Mm. We're absolutely never having children. Yeah. <laughs> And we've written it on your birthday cake. Right. But yeah. Right. I don't Jeez. know. So yeah. I just, I thought that I was kind I, of a whack thing. It's weird, though, because it's, it is a question you're supposed to know the answer to. And and I, I definitely know I'd like to have more in the abstract. Yeah, so I now think, that we've talked about yeah. how weird this question is, why don't you answer it yeah, for us now, Sarah? <laughs> Do you well, plan no, to have more? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean, I, because it's, well, I, you know, we're in a safe space. I can yeah. talk about this in a, in, yeah. in a way of going, yeah, it's uh, it's some, it's such an app because I know tons of people. And I think it is quite a common thing amongst women around my age. I'm 34. You have one and then you have another one quite quickly close together mm-hmm. and then your family's done. I mean, most people I know plan on two kids mm-hmm. and do it that way. So now would be the time, I think, if you want to have two really close together, I should have been pregnant six months ago. Yeah, get your um, shit together. But then, I, but then the other way of going that a lot of people I know do is you wait until the first one's in school mm-hmm. and then you have... You know, I'm a freelancer, so I don't get maternity leave. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, you, you, so you've got that sort of built-in time to get to know your baby while your other kids at school. So these are sort of vague footprints in the sand going ahead of you showing your choices. But, I mean, it was weird. My husband said something that I, I thought was really cute, and it was about six months ago um, when we sort of vaguely talked about it. Will we just vaguely do it again? And he said, it, it feels a bit like cheating on Veronica. <laughs> And I knew exactly what he meant, which is like, why are we wishing for this other baby uh-huh. when we have this like amazing oh. thing in front of us? But actually, That's the older nice. she gets and the more she sort of becomes a person, mm-hmm. rather than just something you look after and mm-hmm. try not to kill for the first year, mm-hmm. um, the more, like, God, I watched Frozen and just went, oh, she needs a sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird, the I things know. that make you kind of rethink your and I, yeah, I've got friends who are just completely blunt about going well you can't just have one it's not fair and then I've got other wow. friends who've got one who go there's no one missing from our table yeah. this is just this is who we, this is our clan this yeah. is our gang right here and yeah. no one's right <laughs> I think that's the thing no it's one's true. right it's true it's yeah. true this leads me to something I I wanted to ask you about this is one of the questions that we used to ask our mm. our guests all the time at the beginning. Um, we haven't asked it for a while, and I would love to ask you. Um, and that is, what what did you expect motherhood would hmm. be like? Wow. Versus what motherhood, what you have found motherhood to be? Wow, so that's far. a really good question. Yeah. Like, I, do you even remember? <laughs> I do. I, I always like. knew I wanted to be a mom, and I think it's because I have an, an amazing mom. And mm. I think when you have a great mom, you kind of know what well, I can do that. I'd mm-hmm. like that. That yeah. all seems nice. Yeah. So I always, I, I, I didn't know if I'd get married. I didn't know if I'd marry a guy. But one thing I did know is that I would, I, I always wanted to have kids. And I think. I knew it would be hard, and in the, in the, again, in the abstract, I kind of thought it would be hard, but I didn't know that the first year would be as intense as it is. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe other people have different experiences and don't have such a kind of intense first year, or they're more prepared for it, or, or whatever. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah. I think everybody's the, like, yeah. right? Just in some way or another, the first year of it's, your first I always try and is... say it to someone who's who I know is pregnant. It's like, yeah, the first year's hard. Yeah. I personally think it gets more fun uh-huh. as they get past it. But then there are some people who love tiny little babies. Yeah. And I found the first, you know, 
three months was a bit like just looking after a body part of mine that it was like, I mean, I loved her so much. Like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't blink. But I like I it was also like I was carrying my own liver around sure. like in a blanket. Like, Ooh. I'm so scared I'm going to break this. Yeah. And uh, and then that sort of, yeah, that the more you you get really good at whatever stage they're at and then it's gone and so right. you don't need to be good anymore like you might get really good at breastfeeding and then you stop breastfeeding and you might get really good at you know at getting them to sit up and then they stop doing it so yeah I, I guess that's probably another perk of the second time around you know what to do and you can use your amazing skills at, um you know, I'm really Except good. Except that you forget all of it. Exactly. <laughs> really. No, no I don't. One. I didn't forget yeah. everything, but uh, there's a lot of things that you do forget. <laughs> and also, the kids are different. Well, otherwise, you'd never do it again, isn't it? The whole the, the female body is designed to forget everything. Yeah, to make you forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Did you like being pregnant? Yeah, I did actually. I really enjoyed being pregnant. Uh, oh. I know. Well, I hated the first three months when I couldn't tell anyone and I felt sick yeah. all the time. Okay. And no one, you know, I'm British, so it's very hard to explain to people why you don't drink. Right. Yeah. They people just, just all assume they just you're ask pregnant? if you're pregnant. Yeah. yeah. They just say, "Oh, you must be pregnant," yeah. and, you, and you sort of have to go, "Oh, no, I'm trying," or yeah. you know, yeah, it sort of. But also, I had such bad nausea for the first three months. But I liked the middle bit because mm-hmm. I did. It was summer, and I just it was it's not brutally hot there, but it was mm-hmm. nice. You could walk around in a nice dress, and people were just nice. And it, and I just felt, I I got very uh, nice and, and a good dose of all the hormones that mellow you out. And I did do things as we were saying earlier. I found myself doing things that I wouldn't normally do that I'd be afraid of. I did a lot of public speaking. I don't I don't I'm not a performer. I'm just a writer, so mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I've never got up and sort of talked to a big audience before and I did a few things that summer where I went on panels and talked about writing and stuff and I really enjoyed doing them. So, yeah, I liked being pregnant. Wow. It's an unfashionable thing to say. No, it's um, really cool. It's I really nice I, you know what, to I think I had a really easy really, time. I think I yeah, had a nice, easy, easy one mm-hmm. where I didn't... Yeah, God, I, that, uh, that sounds dreadful, but I, I, did, I didn't have... I, apart from horrible, horrible nausea for the first few months, I don't think I had half the things that other people I know mm-hmm. did. So I had an easy time of it. So what was the question again? It <laughs> was what did you think motherhood was going to oh, be like yeah. versus what you have discovered it to be? I think as well, what I didn't realize is that how quickly they become who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Your kid, like mm-hmm. I mean, I just like by six months old, I knew Veronica has been the same person that she has always been. And I just, she's there. She's like, wow. she'll get bigger and learn things and yeah. I'll fuck her up in ways yeah. I didn't mean to. And yeah. and she'll meet people and things will all influence her. But she, is, she was like set in stone. It was, she came out who she was and that I did not expect. I kind, of, really I kind of thought cool. that all kicked in later on down the line. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that with your kids? Yeah, that? but I, did, I think it's so interesting that you're mm. noticing that with the first right. one. Because I feel like I was not... Yeah, like, you mentioned this to me before that you it was yeah, only when you had a second one that had that I like yeah. noticed. Okay, th- these kids are completely different people. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, and yeah. I was what I was saying to Sarah um, before we started recording was like how having two has made me realize like how inessential I am. Like <laughs> as like a, as like the, yeah. the person raising these people because they just are who they are. Like I know I know that like mm. nurture comes into mm. it, but like with the second one, I'm realizing like. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> Simon was just Simon. Yeah. He wasn't doing the stuff that he was doing because I was so special in some yeah. way. He was just doing things the way he does them and Oscar is totally different. He's mm-hmm. doing things his way. But I think it's really cool that you like picked that up right away. Like I don't know. Oh, there's there's Veronica. This is the person that she is. Yeah. Like she's she is pretty like she's got a big personality. One one of the things you were telling me mm. about Veronica mm. is that 
you got her started when you got her started mm. on solids when you transitioned yeah. from breastfeeding to regular food mm. you did this thing called baby led weaning which i have heard about from mm-hmm. some of our listeners mm-hmm. um and it terrifies the shit out of me <laughs> um and so i would love for you to explain because you've done it yeah and you are the expert now i am the expert yeah i'm, um, the, I'm I, I, I said i'm the expert in having a child who was good at it uh-huh. i don't nothing of that was really to do with anything to do with me i put things in front of her and okay. she did the rest and okay. and i think everyone has a very different experience with it Okay. So, and I'm really glad that I already mentioned that I had a hard time with breastfeeding because okay. then, it, it, then it I, I feel out. like you're not pa- just perfect. Yeah, <laughs> the payoff. The, I think the payoff for having six weeks of like hell uh-huh. and no sleep and all that kind of stuff. That when I was first trying to feed her, mm-hmm. turns out what she wanted was grub. She wanted uh-huh. she wanted to just fill her face with mm-hmm. food. So yeah, getting her onto solids was just like a, a, a joy. But yeah, a baby. I, the thing I really loved about baby load weaning was it is it's. It sounds really complicated, like the title sounds really fancy it and does. stuff like that. Yeah, but it's actually it's it's way it's less, less complicated work than, than what get- we do, right? Yeah. Like so, in- so explain like instead of starting with purees. Yeah, right? I, I've never done a puree in my life, and I think I think a lot of it does come out of laziness, not through like being all <laughs> smug and cool. Like I'm doing this crazy, the brilliant new hippie thing for my baby. It's yeah. more like it's more like absolute laziness. That mm-hmm. it, it's a great. Yeah. It's a great place to start from, rather. Like, I'm going to make a real effort to do baby led reading. It's yeah. like I need to do less okay. than the thing. Okay. Um, so you get um, everyone I know who does it has the same high chair from IKEA, and I don't okay. know why. It's because you it's you can put it in the shower and you can take the tray off, and it costs sixteen pounds. I don't know what that is in dollars, but uh, it's called the Antelope. And you can it's really great if you go to a rundown area of town in London, mm-hmm. and the cafes have got Antelope high chairs. You know mm-hmm. it's on the rise. You know it's gentrification. Okay. It's a really great yeah. Anyway, because everyone uses these same cheapy high chairs. Okay. And what you do is all that you do is you just offer your baby solid food, and uh, so you. You know, at first, you know, you don't need the high chair and all that. When she was six months old, when Veronica was six months old, she would just grab food out of my hand. She would stare at people eating and she would grab food out of my hand. And, you know, I just make sure it was like a piece of bread and butter or something uh-huh. like that. And then gradually you move on to putting them in the high chair with food that's finger shaped or like French fry shaped uh-huh. and like even boiled carrots and bits mm-hmm. of broccoli. Babies love broccoli for some reason. Uh-huh. I mean, I did the go texture, through... texture, maybe. Yeah, I went through a real, real thing of making, like, special cheese and broccoli muffins for her that she would tear to pieces, uh-huh. and she'd love tearing them up and stuffing them in her mouth. I don't bother with that now. Now I just give her leftovers. <laughs> like, oh she just, but, yeah, it's 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 taking so out... So they just this, eat food. They just they eat, eat food. food. And all, like, I, the thing is, I know everyone's terrified of babies choking, mm-hmm. and I won't articulate it as well as the person who wrote the website that I read, which I think is just babyledweaning.com. Mm-hmm. It might be .co.uk because I'm from the UK and mm-hmm. it might be a British site. But I really liked their attitude towards mm-hmm. it, which is babies do choke. They also don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. They just don't They don't know that this is a bad thing. And, mm-hmm. and um but doesn't that make it more scary? It's, if babies don't know not to choke. That but they don't just, no, because they just say two say <coughs> and they, they and cough it pops it out. out. Yeah. Okay. You're watching them all the time. There's no them. way they I mean I did a first aid course yeah. just as kind of when You'd she was six months anyway. old just yeah. to just to cover everything, yeah. um, in a kind of neurotic fashion. But then when it came to the 
the food, yeah. I mean, there, there'll be every now and again, there'll something will slip the wrong way, and they'll go, <coughs> and, yeah. and your heart stops yeah. for that two right? seconds, <sighs> and then they spit it out, and they okay. don't care. They, that, as soon as you see, they don't care. It's not like if you, you know, you're in a restaurant and you choked on a piece of steak, and you'd be like. Traumatized, you wouldn't finish yeah. a meal. You'd go home all upset. Whereas yeah. a baby just doesn't know that something horrible. They don't know happened. they're about to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've um, never had to do it, but you never had to do the. Like, I never had to. I've never had to do a homelick like, or anything yeah. like that. But I have clapped her on the back before uh-huh. just to help her cough something up, or, uh-huh. or more. Like thing is, once as soon as it happens, but by the time you've picked them up, they're usually they're, it's, it's usually all out, it's all over. Right? Everything's over. There's yeah. no. But it happens so like quickly that phase that thing of just them going oh I've got food in my mouth how Uh big does something have to be before I can swallow it but again I'm sorry I'm saying they I'm talking about literally my baby your child my baby's experience my baby's journey but I would uh, if you the thing I loved about it was that I didn't go through the buying pouches of stuff and I didn't go through any of those kind of and making special things which just meant there was a, a, I think there's a very emotional thing you go through when they start throwing food or wasting food or you do something that's like really elaborate and make a special Annabelle Carmel puree from a special book yeah. and then they don't eat it. Then you start freaking out and going, but they'll starve, they'll die, yeah. they'll whatever. But if you, I mean, I was still breastfeeding and I breastfed uh, <laughs> until it seemed ridiculous too because she was you know, eating turkey legs like Henry yeah. VIII and throwing them over her shoulder. <laughs> Um, but yeah it's it's um it's so less pressure it's there's right? less there's just so much less pressure because you just don't get if you're eating a sandwich pass them a bit of sandwich uh-huh. suck the crust uh-huh. and then they'll have a breastfeed and they've yeah. had some food so no there's no um or, or a bottle would be but yeah completely it's just fine you uh there's that it's it's a horrible thing that i've heard people say but it probably does really apply well to is is that food is for fun until they are one Mm -hmm. and it's quite a nice maxim to have in your head if your Mm -hmm. baby doesn't go to solid straight away because Mm -hmm. they'll they're never gonna starve of just having bottles of milk but that may be just some old wives tale line i heard somewhere but anyway i love it so i have a question Mm. though because since since my baby is uh he's seven months Mm. and um uh you saw him recently and you saw how like into food oh yeah that was the first thing i noticed about i mean he's completely gorgeous and has your face and lovely chubby legs he has great legs for squeezing uh but yeah he he would just the way he watches food like yeah. a fork. He wants it. Yeah, he's he, ready. Yeah. Like if oh, I yeah. if I let him just take it out of my hand, yeah. I know he would take it, yeah. and I know he like he tries to take it all the time, mm. and I never let him have it. I am fascinated by this. I yeah. want to do. I really <laughs> want to do it. I get and it. I'm, yeah. And I and what I so what I want to know from you <laughs> is like I can see like a month from now being fully in this yeah. like I, as like a way of life and it being totally fantastic what I'm like freaked out by mm. is getting there so like right. what I'm curious about is when Veronica was six months mm. and you were like getting ready to start introducing mm. food was it a thing where you were just like she just wants this and then you started learning about it or were you prepared like this is a thing that I'm gonna do okay I'd read I'd read an article about it, and I thought that makes sense to me. That uh-huh. just sounds like you have some food as long as it's not full of salt and yeah. things. And my husband's a really great cook, uh-huh. and um, I can I'm fine. But he's a you know he knows how to cook, and he liked the challenge of making things with loads of salt and yeah. spices in and stuff like that. And so I liked the idea that you make food, the baby has some of your food, yeah. and that made just I liked the idea of that. Mm-hmm. It seemed like way better than making special dinosaur saw shaped chips or you know yeah. whatever kids are supposed to eat. Um, and that was the thing that made me that made me like it. But I had no idea whether I'd do that or whether I'd just do what everyone else did and do the 
purees and uh-huh. and and the the little baby steps towards it. Um, but I don't know what normal is, so I don't. Right. I mean, all that happened was she got to the age when you're supposed to start thinking about this stuff. And it was just so obvious because she natural. would just grab things yeah. and start sucking on them. And I knew I'd read that article, so I read the website. Uh-huh. And it all just seemed to make way more sense than going backwards almost and going, okay, that's not appropriate food right. that she's got there. Yeah. Because she clearly was fine. I mean, yeah. there was, you know, God, I made so many. And looking back now, I think I did way more dangerous things. than Not dangerous, <laughs> but like... I, like not re- the quote unquote not recommended. They're not rec- yeah, yeah. Like I didn't. Obviously, I didn't give her nuts at all for the first year because they uh-huh. say don't. And again, it's That's so funny. Changing too because yeah. and also because you live in a completely different country to me. Like your rules, rules are probably are completely different. different yeah. And weirdly, yeah. kids are all fine on both sides. Yeah, of the I know. Um, but yeah, the or not fine on both. Sides. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but do, I mean, is honey a thing you're not supposed to give your kids honey? Not well, yeah, not up until a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, but the nuts thing, I was like, really, I was like, well. It's it's no big deal. She doesn't have to have nuts. That's right. absolutely fine. And yeah. she loves peanut butter now. Uh-huh. Um, but so, the, yeah, I went through that. And then I was talking to the nurse and having like the general checkup kind mm-hmm. of thing. And she went, oh, what does she eat? And I was like, oh, God, she eats brilliantly. She eats everything. She, But I haven't given her nuts or anything like that. But she'll have things like, you know, pasta and pesto. And she went, but pesto's nuts. And I was like, is it? Is it? Oh, yeah, no, it's pine nuts. And I oh, yeah. And I was into that point i yeah. had not twigged that pe- I, yeah. I mean i know it sounds so thick but like no I just no i wouldn't hadn't have... occurred to me that yeah i mean there's lots of things like, i thought it was just basil and stuff i know right <laughs> there's tons of stuff that's like sweetened with honey that's really it's it's really yeah. hard to keep track of stuff yeah it's really especially when it's mixed in with things mm. which is why they're like you must try one thing at a time but again yeah. that is not how people eat so what happened with simon then tell me because you've been so you've been through this already mm-hmm. you know he i've seen him eating Hamburgers. He's a you know yeah. he's a great eater. So did you? How did you go through it last time? He wasn't as like into food as Oscar is. Right. Um, but he, we just did that. We did the same thing. We did purees for a while, mm. and then we started on like things that easily dissolve. Because I was terrified of him choking, so yeah. I would give him like those little like yogurt bites that dissolve <laughs> right. in their mouth. Like right. it, eventually it'll dissolve. Like it's not gonna just stay solid. Mm. Um, or like the baby mum mum crackers, like where they eat the <laughs> cracker and like it just dissolves. Like it's those really, little organic rice cake yes, things. Yeah, so like organic. Yeah, so we would do we would do that for a while. I was really slow. I've already been way faster with Oscar, mm. just introducing new foods and stuff yeah. because he's so much more into it, and I'm not as like freaked out about it. Yeah. Like with Simon, I was like, but should you really be having things <laughs> other than breast milk? Like, <laughs> there's something about Oscar where I'm like. You want this, and I want to like mm. give you what you seem to know you can handle. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you mean. I think I, I think I was lucky because a lot of my friends have got more than one kid or uh-huh. slightly older kids, and they all couldn't even really remember the. They were the people who got me through breastfeeding by saying, "Do you know what? I can't even remember the first uh, few weeks." They were, yeah. they were, they were, whatever I went through to get breastfeeding, I, I forgot it and all that. So those yeah. guys were great, but then when the when she got to food age, and again, I was going to them, what happened? What happened here? Yeah. You know, what did you give them first? And stuff like that. And they couldn't remember. Yeah. Because it, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And then I'd have friends who like would say, like, well, the first baby, you know, he only ate organic mm-hmm. things that came from a special shop and a priest had <laughs> sanctified them and all that kind of stuff. And the second one, Poor I was so... first children. Yeah. They're so fucked. Well, they're anyway, the, pu- the purest. Yeah. And, and, and he now won't eat anything. <laughs> and he only he won't eat yellow food and he yeah. won't eat this. And and uh, and yeah. then the other baby who uh, I was just so tired with, I sort of was running around after the other kid. So uh, he would just eat like 
you know, Cheetos off a pub floor. <laughs> I'd be like, I had to mentally translate what's it's to Cheetos in my head, but it's the same. Right. Same crisp. All right. Um, and on that note, let's go and do some genius and fails. Yay! I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the new host of International Waters, the transatlantic comedy show where land laws do not apply. I am here with one of our writers, Sarah Morgan, from the UK. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I didn't understand a word you just said. Could you explain International Waters and how it works? Uh, it's a transatlantic panel game. Uh, we have teams based in the UK and in LA, and uh, basically people try to be funnier more than they try to know things. Uh, I caught about half of that. <laughs> Find International Waters on MaximumFun.org. Thank you for your attention. I will see you on International Waters. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Sarah? Yes, Teresa? Do you have a genius moment <laughs> to share with us this week? Uh, well, look, I have so many. Where to begin? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Um, th there's a thing that I just started doing that occurred to me is a thing that I wish I'd done earlier and people should do. If, if I mean, I, I'm guessing you're like me and you have a billion photos of your baby on your phone, yes. of your kids. Yes. And I've just started using this photo stream thing because I didn't want to lose any photos and uh -huh. it all syncs up with your computers and whatever. Uh, but I, I've realized that when you go through those photo streams, you just have like... 50, 60 of the like if you if you take ten pictures of your kid on the swing, yeah, one of them will be usable right. and the rest will be blurry crap. or crap yeah. or they're doing a weird face yeah. or whatever. Or like I kinda wanna remember this, but uh. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've just started when if, if I take a whole bunch of pictures of her in one go, before I put the phone back in my pocket, so mm -hmm. it's not that big a deal, I just very quickly delete. Pick the best one. Yeah, delete, delete, the, delete the others. Delete the yeah. others before they can even get on the photo stream. And it, so it just means that I've got one nice photo that I might want to print out and, yep. and put up or whatever. Oh, so that's another thing with the printing out photos. So I just, I just, I printed out a whole ton of photos. Uh, you know, I got really organized and I printed mm -hmm. out a whole bunch of photos because Veronica loves pointing people in pictures and saying who they are. Mm -hmm. And that's Granny who lives in Manchester and that's Granny Catherine and mm -hmm. that's, you know, Daddy and Mummy getting married and all this kind of Aww. stuff. Yeah. So, but I printed them all and then I was going to put them all in like nice frames for mm -hmm. her to point at. And then she just started grabbing the pictures mm -hmm. and wanting to hold them. And I sort of was taking them off her and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And then I realized that actually this is, she's interacting with them. Yeah. And it costs 5p. I yeah, don't know what that is. Yeah, you can get more cents. prints. Yeah. yeah. They, it costs, because yeah. you, we're digital and old school. Right. In my head, I'm like, that's a photograph. Yeah. It can't be destroyed. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, it's, it costs me 5p. Yeah. It costs 10 cents or whatever. Uh, 7 cents. Uh, it, so I just, yeah, delete. Oh. Photos on your phone that aren't yeah. good. Feet man up, delete the photos, yeah. ovary up, sorry. Yep. <laughs> we <laughs> call it momming up. Mom up, <laughs> delete the photos that are, they're, you know, blurry or weird and, and just keep the ones that are good. And then you, I just find that 
you actually look at them again and you do things with them and then yeah print out photos and let your kids destroy them and let them like carry them around yeah. that's a great it's a toy yeah that's a great idea she likes I to cuddle it. them I mean she'll chew them a bit and you have to stop her doing that but yeah. she will just she'll just spend ages sitting by herself with a big pile of photos going through them and playing with them and it's really nice that's yeah. an awesome idea <laughs> yay <I love> it. <laughs> good job how about you, Teresa? Do you have any genius moments? I do have a genius moment this week. Um, Simon has had these uh, this like Brio train set for a while. <sighs> Jesse found it at like a thrift store or an estate sale or something. Just a big crate of old like train, you know, just this is a like train the magnetic set. train. It's thing, not. Right? Yeah, the the trains are magnetic, and then like the train tracks are wooden, mm-hmm. and they just fit together, and you can you know build big and rebuild a million times. And we've had it since he was a baby, and he used to play with it like a lot around like maybe 14, 15, 16 months mm. through there, and just kind of like lost interest in it and like ever since then he's kind of, we sometimes go back to it but it's just he'll play with it for like a few minutes and then mm-hmm. that's it and they kind of take up a lot of space you know mm. and um and I'm always like why does he not want to do this more like right. I know that he is into trains this morning it just occurred to me because we were at um we were at like an indoor playground uh, last week and they had like a train set on a table mm. and he was going crazy for this. And I was mm. like, we have a coffee table. We can clear the <laughs> coffee table off and set up the train tracks on the yeah. coffee table. And it was like, voila. Now it's like the best thing that's ever happened. Oh, like, not all, it was, all it was was bringing it up off the ground. Yeah. Like he just wanted it up where he could just walk up to it and play with it yeah. right there and just have it up on the table. That and it sense. was like a game changer. That makes you oh well done. Yeah. Genius. Thanks. Genius. <laughs> I have a five month old baby girl who is precious and adorable. But baby socks are ridiculous. They are so tiny and they hide in everything. And somehow I have managed to lose probably upwards of like 50 individual socks. Bruce. And I was really frustrated yesterday. I figured out that I could put all of her socks in one of my delicates bag that I just throw in the wash for things that I go in the wash but don't go in the dryer, and it would keep them all together. And then I could find all of the socks and match them up and put them away, and it was amazing. And it only took like 20 minutes to fold all of her laundry instead of the hour I would spend hunting through each of her little outfits trying to find all of her socks. I felt like a total genius. I was so excited. I just had to share. Thanks. Have a great day. So genius. That is genius. That the, uh, is great. The looks we were giving each other about socks. That was Maybe hilarious. So. We were just getting casing each other like, oh, God, socks. Yeah, yeah. horrible. Sarah. Yes, Teresa. It's time for us to feel like shit. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Woo. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. What is your fail this week, Sarah? Oh, God. I was trying to think, and I just, uh, obviously, it way too many uh, to think of. Uh, but also because I'm missing my girl, I'm not seeing her, so I'm remembering this is a good thing, but it actually, I, I, I was kind of wor- uh, not, uh, not quite so keen on it before I left home, uh, which is, so she's at this phase where if you do something to her, she needs to do it back to you. So if you blow on her tummy she wants to blow on your tummy Mm -hmm. or if you uh if I'm wearing my glasses she'll want to put my glasses on just to check 
that everything's kind of you know this she's quite, it's it's kind of a if you pat her she'll pat you back mm-hmm. um very grown up and it's adorable um but if you do round around the garden on her hand you know with it like and she she wants to do it back to you and it's it's really cute but she's just started doing this thing where because I always blow raspberries on her tummy and I blow raspberries on her boobs because she's quite chubby and she's uh-huh. got like quite chubby boobs Aww. it's lovely except that she now has to do it back to me <laughs> at home it's fine but she's just started when we're in public in the park or whatever she'll reach up and she'll grab my top and she'll pull it down and she'll motorboat me (laughs) I can't think of another way of putting it she'll just blow raspberries on my boobs and laughs her head off and thinks it's hilarious and I don't want to discourage it because there's there's a fine line like at what point am I just going to fall out right so uh uh, it doesn't at the moment that doesn't feel like a fail it feels like something I really miss but at the same time I definitely remember just maybe I shouldn't have taught her to just do everything back quite exactly yeah. that way yes. yes oh that sucks <laughs> um, uh, I got a small uh, for those of you who uh, pay any fucking attention to me I do um, I am really a little bit obsessed with coffee um, and I'm trying out a new uh, coffee grinder that is a hand like manual yeah. hand grinder mm. it was brand new it was sitting on the counter inevitably baby needed to nurse and I was nursing and Simon was messing around with stuff in the kitchen which he's not supposed to do mm-hmm. um, I noticed that he was playing with this and I was pretty sure because the the handle comes off so I was pretty sure he couldn't like grind a finger <laughs> with it like I was pretty sure he wasn't gonna hurt himself but mm-hmm. I didn't really want him messing around with it sure. and he was eating fruit and he was playing with my uh, brand new coffee grinder and I was all the way across the room and I was telling him to stop and he wasn't listening. It was just like the classic scenario that goes on 12,000 times a day in my life. Um, and so finally, you know, I finish nursing and I come over and I say, you know, I don't really want you playing with this. I'm just going to take it away. And right. it's it was so sticky. It was like <laughs> just disgusting. And I'm like, oh, this is gross. And so I, I set it down. Well, like a week later, I went to use it mm-hmm. and discovered... Oh. No, it wasn't just sticky on the outside. He filled it with the pit from his pluot mm. and a bunch of chunks of cantaloupe. <laughs> so, like, all of this disgusting fruit had just been sitting, like, in That's the how you get booze in prison. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Get some prison booze. It was so fucking disgusting. <laughs> and, like, of course I came to it in the morning, first thing in the morning when I'm about to make, like, some coffee, and I open that up. <laughs> and get a lovely surprise. Oh, a lovely prison booze. Yum, yum, yum. This is my mom, fail This week, um, I finished my homework early, part of a cocktail and put it on the coffee table. My husband told me not to put it there because our six-month-old would get to it, and sure enough, uh, she pulled herself up and knocked the cocktail over herself. None got in her mouth, though, so that's kind of a genius moment, right? <laughs> Wow. A few <laughs> things going on here. Number one, your six-month-old is very advanced. Um, and number two... Um, That's baby led reading the wrong way. That is the wrong kind. That she is just not sees how you cocktails. She yeah. wants to drink them. And who am I to stop her from she drinking She apparently knows how to drink this cocktail. And so that means she's ready for it. Yeah. Um, you know what it, it is about this particular fail? It's that the only person who really suffers is her. Yeah. Herself. Exactly. Because yeah, then, she's lost a nice 
nice cocktail. She's lost her yeah. nice cocktail, and she has to clean up the mess. Yeah. So that sucks for you, Mom. Yeah, that sucks. Sorry. Have, a, have another cocktail. <laughs> Put it on a shelf. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. Uh, we're not gonna call mom. A we- uh, we're not gonna call a mom this week. So I think we should just go ahead and listen to a mom having a breakdown. <gasps> Yay! Live breakdown. <laughs> hey guys, I'm calling with a rant. Um, it is. I am enraged with one phrase at the moment, and that phrase is. It took nine months to gain the baby weight, and it'll take nine months to lose the baby weight. I just spent my baby's entire nap, no, my toddler's entire nap time looking up how to lose weight while breastfeeding articles on the internet, and all of them said that same phrase as if no one has ever been breastfeeding a 16-month-old baby and wanted to lose some weight at the same time. It's so frustrating. I feel like there is zero, no breastfeeding organization or anybody writing about breastfeeding is admitting that maybe breastfeeding might cause your body to retain weight a little bit and not just cause you to lose it like some lactating fucking goddess who just loses (laughs) the weight because she's burning all these extra calories. I know that's not true for everybody because of anecdotal evidence, but like no scientific organization or doctor wants to admit it because they don't want people to stop breastfeeding. It's, I'm not going to stop breastfeeding. I just want someone to make me not feel like a failure for not losing all my baby weight in nine months. So, anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> uh, hope you guys have a good day. <laughs> Bye. I love the moms who call with a breakdown and then always wrap up with like, but I hope you guys have yeah. a good day. I'm fine, really. It's, it's okay. no big deal. Well, I, I just, just wanted to wear those jeans. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out today. It's, I love that she mentioned anecdotal evidence. It's so yeah. true because all I'm thinking in my head is like, well, yeah, that's a th- yeah, no, but, uh, and then, yeah, you do read that little phrase everywhere. But, you do, and I've also, I, I I know so many women who have said, like, yeah, I didn't really start losing mm. my baby weight until I was done breastfeeding. Yeah. Like, lots of people say that. I feel like that's a very common thing. And, and also, lots of people are breastfeeding long past the time their kids are a year old. Mm. Some until after their kids are two years old. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of different... Yeah. Um. Well, we can't get too oh, yes. much more into that because yeah. no, you don't have to be sorry. Just, we just we it's time to wrap it <laughs> up. Um. But we'll have you back, or maybe we can call you. Maybe at some we could point. Skype. Yeah, we should totally <laughs> Skype. Um. Yeah. No, it would be great to have you back sometime. Oh, it was thank you so, so much. I really enjoyed it. I'm such a big fan you. of the show, and I'm so uh, you know I'm really glad that I came up to you at Max FunCon and admired your babies and said, <laughs> "Can I?" play with one of these babies while I'm missing my baby and because oh, you're an you awesome oh, yeah because you're an awesome mum you didn't go that's a bit weird you were like no, yes said, please, please take this baby <laughs> I was like you look 
relatively normal. Yeah, okay, you've you got can, some. Oh, your tattoos are spelled correctly. You can you can hold my child. <laughs> They're adorable. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, um, yeah, really nice to have you here on a guest host week. Thanks and, so much. Um, we miss Biz, yeah. and we hope she's having fun. <laughs> um, and she always wraps things up in like this beautiful, eloquent, <laughs> meaningful way. And I'm just totally gonna fuck that up right now, but. What did we learn this week? We learned that it can be hard to leave your children, and yet it can be rewarding. Yep. If you have a great attitude about it like Sarah Morgan does. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also learned... I would literally kill you to put my child's mouth in my... Che- in my put my child's cheek in my mouth right now. Oh. I, I, would, I would do that Please right now. don't kill me. I it won't, won't kill you. It won't make anything better. It'll make it worse. Yeah. It, it, it will It'll make, make it, it worse. worse. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> we also learned that you shouldn't ask people when they're going to have a second <laughs> child or if they're planning to have any more children. Um, or at least be prepared to hear the actual answer. <laughs> and be nice about it, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and we learned that you should pretty much, once your baby starts looking at food, just start handing him a full dinner plate. Yeah. With um, <laughs> roast beef, Yorkshire puddings, all the trimmings. Exactly, with yep. everything. And he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I'm, I think Sarah, you you're doing yeah. a great job. Uh, so are you. Thank you. And um, we will talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlos, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama through. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got thrown down mama MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.